You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droidwich Standard Podcast. Now with me, it's nearly Christmas. Well, it's not nearly Christmas, but you know, we know Christmas has started when we get the Primrose Hospice Lights of Love. And here to talk about that is Emma Williams. Hi. Good morning. How are you? You're a bit of a regular now on this I podcast. I am, yeah. So I'm getting yeah, a bit professional, good. yeah. That's all good. Um, more than 20 years, can't believe it. I know, time's ticking on, but the, the campaign has gone from strength to strength for the Primrose, so um, over the last few years it's grown. Um, yeah, and this year we're trying to very much um, approach it from a whole community point of view, so Lights of Love is a campaign that is open to absolutely everybody that's lost a loved one in the area. Um you don't have to have had to use the Primrose services in order to be part of Lights of Love. So it's really an opportunity for the community to come together to remember their lost loved ones at Christmas. And the services are always really nice. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to a, a Primrose one, but when my dad passed away, I live in Northfield. Right. And the, um, the funeral directors, which name escapes me, I should know that, um, they, uh, they held one that year. Yes. And I remember going along to that. And yeah. I, uh, Morton's, isn't it? And they, they, it was such a lovely event, is, and there was more yeah. wine and mince pies after, and it was just, it was just so, so nice because Christmas is the hardest time of year. It is, yeah, very much so. Um, we have um, three services, so we've got the first one in Bromsgrove on the twenty third of November, so that's at the Methodist Church. Then we have one at St Stephen's Church in Redditch um, on the twenty fourth of November. Then we've got one at Rubri at the Beacon Church Centre on the first of December. And again, it's an opportunity. People are really busy and obviously when Christmas comes around you can't help but think of those that you've lost and loved so it's an opportunity to come along and um religious or not religious and the services are really quite a touching way to just spend half an hour just thinking about those that you've that you've lost really and come together with family and friends to share in the memories because yeah I mean that's the worst isn't it really Christmas the the the, um very much so yeah yeah the vacant seat at the Christmas Absolutely. dinner Absolutely, yeah, definitely. It's obviously the, um, the hardest part for many people, especially the first one. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's just, um, I think my dad as well, he said, I remember my mum telling me after that I, I hosted Christmas dinner the, uh, the last year and there was 12 people, which is one of my greatest achievements, cooking oh, Christmas lunch for 12 people. <laughs> Not amazing. an easy task. Uh, I had a bit of buble on and stuff, it was good. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, and he actually said to her at the end, he said it was his favourite Christmas. Oh, lovely! Now you've got that memory now every yeah, Christmas. That's have. good. So it's good to remember people at this time of year. It is. Um, so what they do is for a donation. If people <clears> don't know, and I can't think why anyone wouldn't know because yeah. it's been going on twenty years, and we've been publicising it for twenty years, yeah. and you've been publicising it. It's um, you dedicate a light on the lights of a love Christmas tree. Yeah, you do. And. Um, there's the Christmas trees outside Asda in Bromsgrove. There's the one in Rubri on New Road and Redditch's... In the Kingfisher. In the Kingfisher. Yeah, it's in place outside by the range. And it's good that like Thomas Brothers Funeral Directors get involved and yeah. they do their own little bits for you they as well. They do, indeed. Thomas Brothers are massive supporters of Primrose and they hold their own services, their own Lights of Love services on the 28th of November. So um, they have an office in Redditch, Bromsgrove, Alf Church and Withall. So each office holds its own little service during the day. And on the evening at Withall, they have a huge marquee and they invite everybody along to... It's a really touching service. There's not a dry eye in the marquee, to be honest. And um, There's an opportunity to, obviously, 
pay respects again and um, be with families and loved ones so there's a lot that goes on and we're really appreciative of all the support that we get for lights of love but it's just it's so important just to remember those lost loved ones really and just to remind people that we're here to support at any point with bereavement so it's a really good good campaign it is and you must say as well it's your biggest one of the it's year huge. and 37,000 pounds yeah. last year so each year, uh, you must keep thinking, can we beat last year's, can we? Because yes. I remember a couple of years ago, it was 26, and then yes. it must have gone close to 30 or nearly yeah. 30. And, yeah. and the people just keep giving. And it does cost, we say this every time, but it does cost so much for the Primrose to provide yes. its services for free. Yeah. Uh, remind me of It's, it's uh, 1.75 million 1.75 a year. Million. I should remember that. Yeah. I remember the councils and the uh, Avoncroft and Artrix's phone numbers. I should be able to remember <laughs> 1.75 million. So... If you can, or, well, not really if you can. I mean, you should be really just, you know, because so many people have been helped by mm, Primrose. Very much so, yeah. If you can, take um, part, please. If you can, please. take part, and just give a donation. It all helps. Remember, uh, Adarge on this programme. It's better to have a lot of people doing a little than a small amount of people doing a lot. Mm. And then that's what gets you to these targets. So we're looking for 40 grand this year, I reckon, at least. I'd like to think so. Obviously, <laughs> um, with the use of social media, that's massive for us yeah. at the moment. So we're just trying to tap into that to see if we can reach a wider audience. Obviously, our... Um, our funds, our expenditure for marketing is extremely low. So we do try as much as we possibly can to get the messages out there. So we'd like to grow it, and I'm sure we can. Because what about a light of love hashtag? Or have you got that already? We haven't, actually, and we should, that's shouldn't simple, we? Isn't it? Yes. People just put, remembering Dad, 25 years on or yeah. 10 years on or whatever, <clears> hashtag <throat> Primrose Absolutely. Lights of Love or hashtag Primrose, hashtag Lights of Love, yeah. and then... And then they can encourage more people yeah, to do Yeah, we are it. trying to do more online. And next year, hopefully, we're going to have an online dedication book. So um, it is growing. We're going in the right direction. And we're really pleased with how it's going this year. The tributes are amazing. Um, there's not a day that we, we obviously enter the tributes and we're all a little bit tearful when we read some of them. And the love that's out there is just incredible. So we really are appreciative of everyone's support. So let's have a look at the grassroots of, of the campaign and people can leave their messages for yes. their loved ones in their book of yes. remembrance. Also, you've got the names displayed yes. by the tree. Yep. And how can people take part? That's the important thing. Right. So the easiest and most simplest way is online. So at our website, primershospice.org, I think it's forward slash lights. Um, and all it basically is, is you can make a dedication. Um, we need your details and then the person that you're remembering. The first remembrance book is going to be displayed on Friday, the 22nd of November. So that's next week. I think Um, and then it's then changed on the 13th of December so we we, we refresh the book because we're mindful that it's a busy period for everybody so we give people two opportunities to get in the books and they will be displayed at the Christmas trees where you mentioned the Kingfisher, Asda and in Rubri Um, but yeah or you can give us a ring on um, 01527 889796 but yeah it's really easy to make your dedication that's 01527 889 796. Perfect. We've got, we'll have all those details on the website as well. Um, there's a little bit of a switch on as well, isn't there? There is, so, indeed. Because obviously these correspond with the Bromsgrove Rubri. I can never remember which. I remember Bromsgrove's always before Rubri. Yes. And then Droy, which I think is, um, 
I'm sure it's on the 23rd this year, or is it on the 30th? I can't remember. But Droid, she's normally on the, on the same one as Rubri, um, which is good because I send Marcus off to Droid, which I do Bromsgrove and mm. Rubri, and we get all the pictures. Yeah, I always see you at the Bromsgrove one, yeah, don't yeah. I? <laughs> which we go Facebook Live. Oh, okay. And, yes. Um, did we mention that last week about the. about the um, Yeah, we did to Jules Evans about the. Um, I'm going to have to do it because I put my finger over the microphone before, accidentally. Um, on a concert but I'm going to start doing that the light switch on because as soon as they belt out Slade or whatever yeah. as soon as the lights come on and the snow machine yeah. hopefully they've got a snow machine this year as soon as they do all that then the uh, Facebook get go mad they go oh. oh you're playing Slade you haven't got permission to play Slade oh, we've been no. contacted by SMG Music or oh, whoever it is and gosh. we're going to take your video down and I'm thinking that is so petty it 15 is, seconds and it's a public of, event of, yeah, yeah. It's a public event and knowing Slade and they're local and everything, I'm sure they would love nothing more than their song to be yes. the first one played after the Bronze Grove Lions switch on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to have to try and remember to do that, actually. <laughs> um, we've got, actually, sometimes if they do, if they've got live singers, if they've got a live singer doing it, then obviously mm. that's better because um, they can, uh, yeah. maybe I'll have to have a word with the cats. They're in next week, hopefully, for talk yeah. about the light switch on. So we'll give the, the lights of love another mention next yeah, week. Yeah, brilliant. But, um, yeah, maybe I'll say to them, make sure you've got real live singers yeah. straight after the switch on, because then you can yeah. save our Facebook video, our Facebook live video. So that's all good. Um, so that's how to do the lights of love. I'll just briefly, because it is time of reflection, December yeah, is, very and much looking so. back at the year. Well, we're not in December yet, but we, you know what I mean. It might as well be December. It feels like it. I've already started playing Christmas songs. I was listening to Taylor Swift's Christmas album on my way back from the Greenwich oh. Town Council <laughs> meeting the other day. Um, I think. We should reflect on the year and what mm. a year it's been. What's yeah. going on with those wing walks? I've never known so oh many people goodness. want to do wing walks. I know in it my all life. it all started off really with one of our um, our staff, Joe Joe Wright, who's our volunteers manager. She wanted to do a wing walk for her fiftieth, I think it was last year. So we got in touch, sorted that out, and we thought we're going to offer this, and we have been bombarded. It's been I think it's raised about seventeen thousand for us. It's a huge amount of money. It used to be parachute jumps, and then parachute... there was a brief flirting with. Yeah, parachute jumps are still really popular. They we we get a lot of people do those for us, but wing walks is um, is the buzz event at the moment. So um, you just get strapped onto the top of the aeroplane. The aeroplane goes, but it doesn't go massively like too high. But you do a few tricks and then you come back down. But yeah, they really are quite popular. And everybody who's done it has said. Absolutely. An and they want to do it again and do a loop the loop. So there is the opportunity oh of then going loop the loop. So, um, yeah, so hopefully next year, 2020, we'll, we'll have more success with wing walks. I've been, we've been, I've been to um, Stoke, you know, the uh, water world. Right. There's, the, there's like this thing called the, um, the black, I know it's not the black hole, it's called the, the plug hole or something. Like and you go down it. Yeah. And then you go round and round oh. and round. Round, and then you just drop, drop. right? Ooh. And then, but the way it drops you, you kind of drop upside down. Oh. And the first time I did it, I had a massive panic attack because I couldn't find the surface of the water. Oh. And then, in the end, it occurred to me if you just like stop, stop panicking, panicking. you'll just float to the top and then you'll know where you are. Yeah. And I could think, imagine like on a wing walk doing the loop to loop, you yeah. would not know where the ground or the sky or the, no. uh, the air was, would you? No, not at all. I'm not sure. I, I've done a parachute jump, I'm not sure I could do a wing walk. I think I I'm think a bit I'm like the old B.A. Baracus from the A-Team. I ain't getting on no plane. Well, you wouldn't get me in a plane, let alone on a plane. I have been on a plane a few times. Uh, but, uh, but no, you wouldn't get me on a, on, on no plane, as I used to say. So there you are. So was that the other one that springs to mind was the one um, 
in was it Hanbury or which part? Oh, the, the, um, the Lantern Walk. No, no, the uh, no, that was a good one as well. Yeah. But the um, the shooting for fun. Oh gosh, yes, with, that um, was with the yes, axe throwing, and they brought all an, the toys in. That yeah, that was an outside. Yeah, that was an outside event done for us. So that's yeah. just that's a fab example of and somebody the, else. Primrose Hospice Ball. Yeah, that was huge at the Chateau Wimpney. That raised about just under £28,000 for us. So it's been a really successful year for us. We've got, we've done an awful lot, so... And also, if you want, you, if people are listening and they're thinking, oh, I could do something for the Primrose, yeah. you want to hear from them, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. You can do anything. You can do dress down. You could do a festive jumper day coming up. Yeah. Um, you could hold a cake sale. You could do um, wear yellow. You could do all sorts, you really. You could do one of those crazy things. Yeah, absolutely. You could take part in the Santa Fun Run that's coming up on the 1st of December. So we've got that event down at Ara Valley Lake. So yeah. um, we've got a lot of interest in that. So what's the um, deal with that then? They pay a certain amount and they get their yeah. Santa suit free, do they? They yeah. do indeed, yeah. So we've got obviously a sign-up fee and that basically covers the Santa suit and the medal. Mm. Last year was the first Santa Fun Run. We had over 200 Santas come down. And it was just it was just really good fun. We had um, families, we had push chairs, we had little kids on trikes, we had... Um, we had all sorts come down. Pets. So did you have pets? Yeah, we had dogs. Yeah, we had the dogs came down. They all got dressed up. So um, it was just a really good family, family fun fun day. Plus, really, it's on the December the first, isn't yes. it? So that means yes. if you get your Santa suit, yeah. you've got twenty five days work. To use you. it, I and hadn't yeah. thought of that. Actually, you could yeah. wear it to work every it day. It always worries me. You see, when you buy someone a Christmas jumper, yeah. For, um, yeah, uh, for Secret Christmas. Santa or something. If you buy them a Christmas jumper for Christmas, they've only really got one day of wearing yeah. it until next year. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen? They might lose weight, they might gain weight. Absolutely, yeah. So. so, yeah, so five, <laughs> 25 for days. That is value for money, Andy. Yeah. You're doing a, a good That's thing a really good course. angle, I might nick that one. Please, yeah. Man. There you are. <laughs> I, uh, I remember one year I was dressed as Santa in the Bromsgrove office when we used to be a bit more frivolous when we were. <laughs> <laughs> bit more further away from the bosses and I was dressed on Friday morning dressed as Santa and I went downstairs and Rob my colleague he got his back turned and he was putting the papers out as we used to every morning every Friday morning and I was like morning Rob and he turned around and of course the first thing he saw out of the corner of his eye <laughs> was Santa his he jumped out of his skin we're going to see all these Santas walking around now aren't we <laughs> Santanic almost yeah brilliant <laughs> Right, so thanks for coming in. Are you happy to speak through a few yeah, new stories? Well, obviously this is quite poignant as well because we've just had Remembrance Sunday. Yeah. So we were going from Remembrance Sunday to Lights of Love Absolutely. and it's all about the remembering. Yeah. Um, I was there... Oh, God. I don't know how I made it through Sunday and Monday. I was absolutely exhausted. Um, there was the longest ever parade in Bromsgrove. Right. Um, so last year was going to be hard to beat because there was a massive turnout because it was that centenary at the mm. end of the First World War. And when you look back... Um, by the monuments, there was people as far as the bus station last oh, goodness. year. And I think it was, there was pretty much that that many. There probably wasn't as many as last year. Um, I might be wrong, but I don't think there was. But the big thing this year was the longest ever parade, which meant more communities. That's probably mm. why more people were closer to the War Memorial uh, War Monument. Um, there was more people than ever before taking part in this. And you would think, you would fear that... Uh, remembrance is going to dwindle over mm. the years as the veterans pass away. But it's not like that in Bromsgrove. And the reason is they've got so many young people's organisations and youth organisations. This year, a big shout-out to the Bromsgrove Girls' Brigade. I must admit, I didn't know we had one, but we, I do know. I know we had a boys' brigade. They took in part in their first remembrance commemoration. Brilliant. Um, and parade. And the good thing was, was round by the monument, there were 17 
standards, like 17 flags, not mm. newspapers. And um, <laughs> 40, no, 13 of them were from young people's organisations. Oh, fabulous. Like scouts, guides, yeah. cadets, yeah. rainbows. Yeah. yeah, their little flag. Yeah. And this poor girl, like, it must be, you know, near it to a grasshopper trying yeah. to uh, oh. hold a standard. Oh, have a place. So it's really nice. And it was a lovely service. We had a fantastic service in Droitwich as well, which Harry was at. So we've got all the pictures of those two events mm. on the um, website. I recorded the start of the parade live. So that's Facebook Live. That's had 3.2 thousand wow. um, views already. Fabulous. Then, this this was why my day was so manic. I went to pick up our wreath because we, we, we lay a Bromsgrove standard wreath every year. And I did that. And then I went up to the church. There was another one to the First World War and the Boer War, just a, a brief reef laying. So I covered that. Then my car was round the back of Asda facing Cats Hill. So I was driving back through Cats Hill and I thought, you know, it's going to save me more time in the week if I go and get a photo now off the, off the Cats Hill um, Memorial, because obviously mm. the parade had been done by then. Um, get a photo of all the wreaths and everything. And the guy from the British Legion came over, so I got an audio interview with him. Fabulous. Then, obviously, I was driving towards Northfield, so I stopped off in Rubery. I did the same in Rubery. I got home. Jeff Hawksworth, legendary photographer, he sent me through all the pictures, and I got them all up online. Did the Bromsgrove one, did the Rubery one, did the um, Cat's Hill one. Harry was doing Droitwich. Then... Um, Put Sunday lunch on, obviously. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Multitasking. While that was done, did Sunday lunch, and then I was back out for Artrix for oh uh, 7.30. That finished at half ten. Got home for 11, wrote up the review, went to bed, did the first hour from home on Monday morning. Yeah. Was at um, the uh, Oddfellows Memorial in Bromsgrove High Street at 10.30. Filmed that live for Armistice Day. Went home, uh, sorry, went back to the office, worked through till five o'clock, and then left to do a Droitwich Town Council meeting till oh um, 8 o'clock on Monday. So I've worked out, I think I've done 22 hours in 36. Oh, my God. So I was absolutely exhausted. I was getting like, anxiety and stuff good. on Monday night, but I, I finally like, had a good night's sleep. Yeah. I'm back to the uh, living. The poppy concert, I must say, was amazing. Yeah, um, We had um, Catherine Taberner doing the Remembrance, uh, doing the Broad Britannia. We had um, a drumhead ceremony which is what they do at the end of each day in the forces. They get back and they light a candle and have a pint of beer for the lost oh, comrades and gosh. stuff. So there was one of them. Yeah. During the two-minute silence, which was impeccable because they have all the last posts yes. and the exhortation and stuff, thousands of poppies dropped from the thing and you could hear a pin drop. Oh, my Then goodness. Betty Webb, she, do you know Betty Webb? No, I don't. Um, she's... Um, She's in her 90s. I forget oh. exactly what age she is, but she's, um, she worked at Bletchley Park. Right. And on the, with the code-breaking team, she, used, she was telling us she had to um, file all the, all the code-breaking and stuff. And she did um, a 20-minute interview with Joe Slade that was screened. Um, and that was... Uh, she was just saying that they didn't realise how important their work was. They, um. were, they, were just, they were taking down these messages and deciphering them, and they, they just didn't know why. Yeah. And it was only years after... And she said even years after, she didn't know what she could say and what she couldn't because she had to sign the official secret right. Um And obviously she's one of the few people left. Yeah. So she was, she was brilliant. How she interesting. Was. After the war had finished in Europe, victory in Europe, it was VJ Day, it was a, a few months away before that victory was done. She was working in the Pentagon. Um, oh, she gosh. was handpicked to work in the Pentagon to do the code-cracking messages Whoa. for uh, the Americans. And... Um, 
yeah, just incredible story. Yeah. And there was that, and there was addresses, there was Churchill speeches, there was 1940s music from Vintage Class, they were amazing. We'll see them pop up again at the Christmas yeah. lights with Chance, no doubt. Um, and it was just an incredible, like, two and a half, three hour concert. Yeah. They even had Spivs dressed up, um, kind of um, trying to sell you dodgy black market goods. Like, oh, two my people God. Out to the, they, just, they just thought of everything. Yeah. And it was a really good concert. And the review to that is online. And Catherine Taverner and um, Kevin Ward, the town crier, their performances. Um, the videos are on there so loads of remembrance stuff mm, um, every good. year I think how are we going to like, like you with better. the lights of love I yeah. think how are we going to beat last but year's remembrance better. coverage yeah. well, staying with the war um, on Saturday morning I drove to Longbridge to get a photo they've unveiled a plaque to the Longbridge flight shed mm. now what happened was Lord Austin back in the um, early 19 was it 1937 um 1940s, I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, 1937. He approached the government at the time and said, how can I help the war effort with my Longbridge factory? Mm. Because obviously they were making cars. Obviously we know about them making all sorts of things like tanks and, and, and other mil- military stuff. But they, they said, we need you to build a flight shed so you can build planes. Oh. And this flight shed, um, which they told me it was ironically designed by a German, was, um, <laughs> had a, the biggest unsupported roof in Europe. And... It was that big that they could make the planes and then fly them straight out. Oh, my you know, gosh. Obviously, I said to the guy, I said, what, if you're taking the bits in for a plane, you can't take it out the same way because no. the, the, yeah. you've got a very wide door. So they did that. So half of them were made and then flown out directly. Other half were um, the fuselages, the, the central bits mm. of the plane was made there and then it was taken to Marston Green where the, where the wings were put on. Um, but it was just an incredible story and I learned so much on that and we've got a lovely picture going in this week but all the information is on our website we've got some audio interviews as well with those involved in the plaque so if you want um, to just have a look at that it's in, it's in um, Low Hill Lane just opposite Cofton Park not mm. far from Groveley Lane because uh, Low Hill Lane's a very long road um, and just go there and, and it's an information board but it's got so much information mm. about it so if you're passing or something just go and have a look and remember the flight shed mm. of Longbridge we've got I so know. much we have to be proud yeah, of in this, we do. In this area but um, obviously there's two there's not enough hours in the day sometimes um, police this week um, this is one of our biggest stories on the web at the moment um, well we've got two kind of strands to it um, 30 drivers, well, 31 drivers between Monday and Tuesday have been taken off the road um, for various motoring offences. And what it is, is Highways England and West Mercia Police teamed up last year for um, Operation Tramline. Now, Operation Tramline, they've got a lorry, an unmarked police lorry, and because it's an HGV cab, the police can sit up high and they can look down on the drivers. Oh. It's a similar thing in the West Midlands where they use buses, like mm. top decks of buses, to catch people on mobile phones. But they've caught 31 people in two days on the Crikey. region's motorways, including the M5, the M42 and the M50. Last week, a similar one, Operation Toot Large, I think, or Toot Large, I think you'd pronounce that, T-U-T-E-L-A-G-E. That was um, another one, uh, officers from Worcester's Operational Policing Unit caught... Um, more than 20 uninsured drivers in the space of five days. Crikey. And then there was a load of other offences like drug driving. Um, one guy, uh, one person was done, He had, they had false number plates. And then when they uh, either wanted for several bilkings, which are making off without fuel, um, and uh, he had no insurance as well. One was caught in a Jag using a mobile phone and then was found to have no insurance or a valid driving licence. And there was even arrest for drug driving in the week. 
Goodness me. So it just, it just worry you because obviously if someone hits you in an unusual absolutely. car, then just, oh, it's absolutely nightmare. nightmare. But, and people should be paying. If you, if you do want to go on the roads, it's, it's oh. the same argument with the trains. The amount of people I see fare dodging and I'm thinking, if you want to use the railway, pay your fare. Because otherwise people like me and others who we'll always suffer. pay mm. will have to foot the bill mm. for you. And it's not fair that I'm giving you free mm. railway um, access. Um, Droybridge Spa is one of the key uh, places holding a global light festival next Thursday. Celebrate famous son Edward Winslow. Now, Edward Winslow, he was um, one of the pilgrims, the English Puritans, and he was on the Mayflower ship, which was the first one to dock at Plymouth Rock in America um, in 1620. He was one of four men who commissioned the ship for the journey. He's from Droybridge, so it's fantastic, isn't it? And his son, Josiah, was the first native-born governor of the American colony. Wow. So from he sort of was the first person, yeah. So he was technically a, of Droidwich descent. Um, the, the Spartan also documented a three-day harvest celebration in autumn of 1621, which was the first Thanksgiving in America. When uh-huh. was Claire and I went to Thanksgiving. The end of the last Thursday of this month. Yep, so that's... 28th. Yeah, 28th, so yeah. it's a fortnight away. Um, yeah, because I, I, it's weird, isn't it, how we don't celebrate it, but then they don't celebrate bonfire night, do they? So uh, it's yeah. really weird, because uh, I have all my American friends on Facebook, and I have to remember to go, oh, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We don't really celebrate it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the, the week off between Christmas and New Year needs enough time in the gym without adding another kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. feast. No more so, excuses. No to... more, yeah. I think turkey would probably grow a bit, um, yeah, you know, a bit boring. A bit yeah. boring um, <laughs> after more than a month. Um, yeah, the Winslow family have the most descendants in America of all the Pilgrim Fathers. Uh, Winslow was joined by 101 other passengers and 30 crew members, all searching for a new life in a different land. It's just crazy. You can't, mm. remember, you can't imagine just stepping onto a land that's not been discovered before. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, other ships were from uh, the UK, Holland and America and they're going to be holding this thing because next year, obviously 1620, next year 2020, mm-hmm. it's the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower boat or ship, should I say, big vessel. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, going to be, um, there's going to be a massive thing in Droidwich but we'll tell you more about that as and when because it's still being organised. But this is the first event really ahead of the Mayflower and they've got this illuminated boat uh, or sh- I keep calling it a boat, a ship show more respect to the Mayflower, illuminated ship on the uh, Heritage Centre and that's going to be illuminated at 4.30 it's going to be a light switch on and um, now that reminds me of which light switch on is the 23rd because they said they're going to struggle to try and make the two different <laughs> uh, But so yes, yeah, so the 21st on Thursday they've got this lighting of the May- Mayflower and um, there's going to be a festival at 3pm, there's going to be all sorts of exhibitions about the Mayflower and about Edward Winslow um, and also, Professor Robert Stone from the University of Birmingham, he is um, like an expert on all of this, and he's created a virtual and augmented reality experience. Mm. So what you do is you put the headset yeah. on and you view it, and then you actually you are able to climb aboard the Mayflower, Mayflower. and find out what How the journey clever. is like. Brilliant. So Claire's been to America loads of times, but you've always gone by plane. Next first day, you can try it by uh, historic boats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Without the danger posed by a historic place. Yeah. <laughs> like wood and big waves. Yeah. Which is always, always amazing to me. Um, so that's all good. Um, yeah, 4.30pm, the head boy, head girl from Druitch Bar High School, joining the mayor of Druitch Bar, Bill Moy, and Professor Rob, um, Robert Stone for the big switch on. It's free and 
everyone's welcome. Brilliant. And the remain the uh, Mayflower installation will remain illuminated every evening until January the fourth, twenty twenty. So that's quite good because you'll have the Christmas lights yeah. from next Saturday and you'll have the Mayflower as well, so you can kind of extend your little thing. If you want more information, Drewitch Town Council, 01905 774258. Now, I'm going to end the news section this week with big congratulations to Jo Slade. Um, she's the town's first female bailiff. Mm. She's done a bit for the promotion. She has indeed, she? yeah. She's done an awful lot for us, actually, and they came along to our summer fair um, in June. So, yeah, they're really chuffed for us. She's done yeah. really well. She's done She's done that so well. And she was unanimously voted in. Yeah. And now she's the head of the court elite. Yeah, brilliant. Tests, leather, cheese, beer, flesh. Okay, okay. Brooke-looking, they do yes. all that. So it's such a brilliant historic tradition. And when you see it, like, yes. going down Bromsgrove Yeah. Amazing. Um, so good luck to Jo. I'm yeah. sure she'll be fab because she loves organising events. She certainly she? does, so yes. one of her favourite pastimes. So... Watch this space for all the court lead events. Mm. She's been on the podcast a few times. We've got, we'll have to get her back on um, to talk about her year ahead as a bailiff. So well done, Joe Slade. Good luck in the role. Let's quickly have a look at the sport. If I haven't left my paper upstairs, no, there it is. Uh, Bromsgrove Sporting had a week off last week. They played Peterborough Sports um, on um, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Both are on 22 points with a level goal difference. Now, I did say that they were playing them last weekend. I didn't realise they had a week off, so that's my bad. So I hope you didn't go all the way to Peterborough to, uh, to go and watch the game. Um, Bromsgrove Sporting are in eighth, Peterborough in ninth. Uh, Bromsgrove are one point off the playoffs and five points off third. So a win would really put them in a good position. And like we've always said, where you are at Christmas in football is normally where you end up in May. So um, that's good. It's looking even better for Droitwich Spa if they can ever get any league games played. Um, Gordon Athletic at home on Saturday. The Salt Men won 4-1 last weekend against Tipton. Droitwich are now 8th in the league. They're 13 points um, with, from 6 games, but they've got games in hand over every single team in the top 7. So there could be some serious leapfrogging going on, um, including 4 games over Wellington, who are in 2nd, and 5 games over Allscott, who are in top, and both of those top two teams are seven points off, and it's three points for a win. So if Droitwich were to win all their five games, it is better to have points on the board, but if Droitwich were to win all their five games in hand, it's a big if in football, they would go top, clearly, and uh, we'd love to see them promoted because they've got this new ground on the way, it's all going to be fangled, dangled, and it's all going to be great. So good luck to Droitwich and Bromsgrove tomorrow. Oh, take a breather there. A big race through the news and a race through the sports, and now he's Claire. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, I've got some fun things for you this week. Starting today on Friday, the 15th of November, we've got Shazia Mirza here in Bromsgrove tonight with her live comedy at the Art Tricks. There are still a few tickets left, but be quick because it's going to be a sellout, I'm sure of it. I interviewed Shazia last year and she's an incredibly funny woman, now famous right across the world, but originally from our neck of the woods right here in Birmingham. Her marketing team says for this show, you'll need to strap in for a hilarious and uplifting joyride into the art of survival in a world of crocodiles, coconuts, solitary confinement and alpha males. Sounds interesting, right? 7.30pm at the Art Tricks tonight. Get your tickets quick. 
We've also got the fabulous ABBA Forever happening at the Arctrix Friday and Saturday night. These guys are one of the UK's leading international tribute shows. They're truly amazing. I've seen them a couple of times and every time it's just one of the best nights ever. 8pm on both nights. Get your tickets quick. It's going to be fantastic. Lots of live music in town on Friday night too here in Bromsgrove. Lucas D and the Groove Ghetto will be on at the Hot Pole Inn. Great pub and always a fantastic atmosphere there. Dan Greenaway, he'll be putting on a show at number 3A in Aston Fields. And the Will Killeen Band will be back at the Hanbury Turn on Friday night. One of my favourite pubs and one of my favourite local bands actually. It's going to be a lot of fun. Moving on to Saturday, the 16th of November. There's a book launch happening at Bromsgrove School. And in fact, it's all about Bromsgrove School being at war and in Wales during 1939 to 1945. It's all happening at Ralph Hall at Bromsgrove School itself and it's Peter Bowen who actually used to be one of my teachers who actually took on the momentous task of charting the school's move to Wales during World War II. Mr Bowen, see I still have to call him Mr Bowen, I find it hard saying his first name Philip but he's a fascinating man, he's so intelligent, really engaging, it's going to be a fantastic talk I guarantee it. 7.30pm on Saturday, all the info is on the Bromsgrove School website. Another fun thing on Saturday is the Feast of Ale happening at Avoncroft Museum. Um, here you can enjoy a selection of hand-picked ales, ciders and perries, breads and cheeses and music in the new Geston Hall. It's all going to be happening there at Avoncroft, 5pm until 11pm. If you want tickets, get them quick, 01527 831 361. Sounds like it's going to be a fabulous day. There's also comedy, more comedy over at the Art Tricks on Saturday too with George Egg, The Movable Feast. This sounds like a great idea, actually. It's a brand new comedy from a stand-up who cooks on stage. Has no one ever thought of this before? It's brilliant. I'm dying to find out how it all actually works, but he says in his marketing material for it, it's time for planes, trains and automobiles. Sorry, his joke, not mine. 7.30pm at the Artrix. And if you get to go, tell me what it's all about, because I want to catch this guy, it sounds fun. Then a few more quick mentions on Saturday. Live music with Devante at Cats Hill Working Men's Club. They put on some great events there, don't they? The people who are members of Cats Hill Working Men's Club, they must have a fantastic social life. There's always something going on. Mother Popcorn is a band who I haven't actually seen before, but they'll be over at the Hot Pole on Saturday. If you get to go there, send me a review as it'll be useful. Sadly, I won't be able to make it there this weekend. And I do love music and love to get to know most of the local bands. So hopefully I will catch them soon. But let me know if, you, if they're any good if you go. Then on Sunday, the 17th of November, Raymond Froggett will be putting on a show at the Artrix, which is going to be great. The story goes, in 1964, Raymond met up with Lou Clark, Len Ablethorpe and H. Kane to form a band. At that time in Birmingham, they were surrounded by talented friends who were doing the same. Roy Wood, Jeff Lynne, Tony Iommi, Ozzy Osbourne, Bev Bevin, Robert Plant, the list goes on and on. Raymond and his band gigged around England and France for a few years before being signed by Polydor Records in 1967. And that's when Raymond wrote his first hit, followed by many more here and abroad hits. His songs were covered by Cliff Richard, Dave Clark, Maria 
Camilla Fore, Daniel O'Donnell, Dominic Kerwin, Gladys Knight even, and many, many more worldwide. Raymond has continued to write and tour the world, playing every venue from large to small, and now he's back here in Bromsgrove. It's going to be a fantastic show with great songs spanning 52 years, one not to miss. And so do get your tickets from the Art Tricks. And that concludes my top picks for this week. So remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know so we can let everyone know. We we can advertise it in the Bromsgrove and Droitwich standards. We can put it on our websites, on all of our social media channels, and even possibly talk about it on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Back to you, Tristan. Thanks, Claire, um, for all that. There's loads going on. There's going to be even more, isn't it? I don't know how Claire's going to fit it all in the next few weeks with Christmas coming and all sorts of other stuff. Um, but thanks, Claire, for that. Loads to do in Bromsgrove, Ruby and Droitwich. So make sure you get yourselves to some of them. Make sure you take part in the Lights of Love as well. Thank you ever so much to Emma for coming in earlier today. And also, all that's left to say is, remember you can get daily updates at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droidwitchstandard.co.uk. You can email us through those websites or get in touch via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. If you've got anything you've heard on this podcast, if you've got anything that you uh, want us to cover in the paper or on the podcast that we aren't doing at the moment, please let us know because we'd love to hear from you. Always looking for new ideas. Such an innovative paper we are. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.